Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. It's going to be an incredible Sunday today. I'm so excited to welcome these couples to this stage. You may or may not know some of them. If it's your first time, you're going to get a great chance to get to know a little bit about us today. And uh, without any further ado, why don't I just welcome our amazing couples up to the stage. Doug and Marilyn, come on up here. Give it up for everybody. Dustin and Tessa and Char and Jason, come on up here. Come on up here, guys. Praise God. Oh, so good. So good. Everything I do, you know I do it for the squad. Let's go. Praise God. Well... Hi, guys. <laughs> okay, here's, here's the atmosphere right now. We're kind of in the family room. Isn't this great? And so, so today, we're going to learn a little bit of wisdom for people who are at different stages of the journey. You know, I thought, how wonderful is it today? So often, um, we, we long to have conversations where we can have a little bit of mentorship. And we long to have conversations with people that get a little bit of an insight into what worked, what didn't work. What was challenging? How did God help me get through it? And today's one of those days where we can kind of just share some of that wisdom collectively with everybody. Obviously, in 30 minutes, we can't say everything. I wish we could. Or should we just go long? No way, let's not do it. Um, but it's going to be wonderful today. So um, first of all, I just want to kind of get to know everybody up here today. What I'm going to ask is um, who you guys are and how did you meet? So uh, let's start with Dustin and Tessa. Come on, give it up for Dustin and Tessa. Look at this amazing couple. So Dustin and I have been married for just over one year, 14 months, <laughs> um, and <laughs> um, we met at church. Um, we were doing the same internship program together. Um, Dustin was one year ahead of me, and he happened to be my leader. For <laughs> Follow my leader. Um, but I knew that um, Dustin didn't notice me, and so I actually talked to Pastor Justin, and he put in a good word for me. And, um, and then it took about a year, I think, before you did. Okay, give it up for them. Then, then they got married and fell in love, okay? They fell in love first, then they got married. Praise God. I, lo I love how your, your marriage is so new. It's like a newborn baby. It's like 14 months, three days, and 36 seconds. <laughs> so cute. Um, Char and Jason, how, how, did you, how did you meet? Who are you? <laughs> um, Jason, this is Char. We've been married uh, 12 years. Woo! And, uh, we actually uh, met on a place called MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Tom hooked you for up. For the longest time, I was like, if you ever tell anybody that we met on MySpace, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, funny. We're getting transparent. So MySpace. But it's cool now. Saw this beautiful lady and added her as a friend, and then I came back from Japan, and I had a message from the same lady, and she's like, if you teach me how to snowboard, I'll teach you how to do a 180 pivot on a skateboard. And I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I'll teach you how to snowboard, but just tell me what you mean by 180 pivot. <laughs> And then that, when I, I came back from Japan, and we, we ended up chatting for, I think, 10 hours. 
And I'm like, what's your number? Because I want to talk to the woman I'm going to marry. And she was like, funny, funny. And, and we, uh, a couple weeks of just talking. And I was like, what's your ring size? Like, we just clicked on so many levels. And I'm like, this is, this is it. This is the one. And I was at the stage in my life where I really wanted to find that relationship. I wanted to settle down. And, you know, I was living in Los Angeles, you know, having a lot of fun. And, and I think uh, just for me, I, I was like, I wanted to find that special person in my space. Brought her, brought her to me. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give it up for these guys? That's amazing. I love that so much because you're kind of trying to backpedal and apologize, but you guys are more in love than almost any two people I've ever seen. You have three babies, okay? Yes, so that's proof positive that it worked. Okay? And it wasn't Friendster, right? Yeah. It was like MySpace, <laughs> at least middle. Yeah. Step up. <laughs> they don't know what I'm talking about. It's more, it's more legit. We old. Amazing. Okay. Doug and Marilyn, who are you guys and how long have you, how long have you been together? Tell us how you met. Well, as you say, we're Doug and Marilyn. And... Uh, <laughs> We've, we just clocked over 42 years in July, so that's pretty exciting. It's, it's really fun when you clock over the, the more years you've been together than you haven't been together, and that was a while ago, but that's kind of a fun marker, you know? And uh, mind you, we, we kind of started earlier because we met in high school. And, uh, I mean, do the math, to be 42 years together and still be this young. Yeah. You know, right? There it is. They, they met when they were four. There it is. No, actually, I was at a, um, we met in band class uh, in the saxophone section, E-flat alto. And uh, as it turns out, um, Marilyn had to ride a bus uh, from another town. And she joined, she's one grade younger than I am, of course. And uh, so I was already established as the, the lead saxophone player sitting in my section when band started. And she came in with her friend from the other school and sh being the shy, um, just a little bit insecure person, she sat on the other side of her friend for about three months. And then I figured out how to get her closer. So, <laughs> so that's, that's how we met. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the beginning of our story, high school. That's amazing, guys. Give it up for Doug and Marilyn, guys. They're amazing. We love you guys. That's so good. Um, I was just trying to think of a pun. Like, you guys, it was, it was pretty sexy. It's just amazing. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys. When I became a dad, it's just all downhill from here. Wow, that's the, that's the sexy sax man on the phone. Someone's disrupting church. Uh, I'm never gonna Praise dance God. again. Guilty <laughs> yeah. feet have got no rhythm. Oh my gosh. He's here. Well, I, wanna, I wanted to kind of frame this um, discussion with um, the, the thought about the vows that we made on the day that we got married and how those have played out over the last one, 10, and 40 years in our relationship. You know, I've, I've had the honor to officiate quite a few weddings, and what I always tell couples is, um, you know, it's not actually about your wedding, it's actually about your marriage. Mm -hmm. The reason that we're preparing and the reason that we get excited is because we're celebrating something, but that's not a day, that's actually a lifetime of faithfulness together. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, because we've heard vows so many times in the movies or maybe in the weddings that you've attended, we can just skim over them so fast, but there's actually so much power 
in the commitment that we make to each other and just that our culture is developed and that the church has developed over years. So I want to talk about those typical wedding vows and ask each of you how a specific one has um, kind of matured or maybe even been difficult in your journey together. So um, I'm going to read the wedding vows. Are you ready for this? So it goes like this. I, Kobe, take you, Jenna. I should have renewed my vows. It would be so cute. Um, some of you would be like, barf. Um, to be my wedded wife, here, here they are, to have and to hold from this day forward for better or for worse, for richer or for poor. That's a tough one. In sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, and here's, here's the hardest one of all, till death do us part. I just want to talk about those. Actually, first, I want to start with Doug and Marilyn. Yeah, may, maybe the most senior couple in our church. I know you got a ton of wisdom. The, this couple's amazing, by the way. If you haven't met Doug and Marilyn, you have to just spend some time and talk with them. They're pastors for years. They served in kids' ministry their entire life, just serving people, serving kids so faithful. We're, we're great friends. I've had tons of Starbucks dates with Doug, which I love and cherish, and we need to do another one soon, by the way, my friend. But uh, I, I, wanna, I want you guys maybe to help us with this vow, for better or for worse. How's that played out over the last 40 years? For better or for worse. Okay, so I was thinking about that because um, uh, when we knew we were coming up here, and I thought, what is better for worse what? Like, what, do you, what does that mean? And to me, it's always meant the outside attacks that come at you. When you make a vow to someone, there's certain things you have control over, and there's certain things you do not have control over. The one thing I had control over was that I had vowed to be with Marilyn for better or for worse. And I... And I and you know, when I was married, I said, to, I said to her, I said, honey, I love you so much today, and I don't know how I can even love you more, but I know I will. And as the years grow, that is what happens. You do grow more and more in love. And I'm so thankful for that because that's what you need to get through the for better or for worse. Yeah. It, it really is. It's that commitment of loving for better or for worse. Now, worse can come at you through, um, you know, other people, um, jobs. Um, situations at work. Um, uh, a, a better can be that you get so good at what you're doing that you don't really need your partner. Maybe your job is so satisfying or your friends are so satisfying, you don't look to your partner for any kind of emotional strength or any kind of friendship. So we've vowed to become good friends. There is nothing better than spending a day with my wife. Or a week. Like, that is my best friend. We often say, we don't have any friends, but we have each other. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you all, all right? <laughs> um, I mean, even this morning, as we, we packed up and brought things in for kids' ministry, I, I forgot to bring a very key item. I forgot. It was my mistake. That was a for worse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I immediately felt guilt and remorse, and I've blown it because Maryland does a lot of the work for applying the curriculum, and I am the one that puts all the little pieces together, and I forgot my little piece to bring it. And so I felt so bad, but then she's so creative. She came up with an alternative, alternative solution, and for me, she loved me so much to, to not rag on me and to just drive me into the dirt because it was my problem. She found another way out. My part in it is to not keep wallowing and live in regret. 
because then I'm no good for putting anything else together for the rest of the morning. So you'll learn how to work these things out for better, for worse. And um, honestly, it's, it's just that commitment to loving that really gets you through it. Yeah, and I think, you know, like you were saying, for better, for worse, I remember with, with kids, I always felt like every stage that they're going through is, oh, I love this age. I love this stage. And then I got to the part that I didn't like. <laughs> and that was when they started leaving, when our kids started leaving. And you often hear people say, they turned to the person beside them and thought, I don't know who you are, because we were, you get pretty wrapped up in your kids. But we've really committed to, like Doug said, to be friends. And I, I love this passage from Ecclesiastes, two are better than one, because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, that's a worse, right? Yeah. That's a for worse. His friend can help him up. Wow. Also, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. So that the for better, for worse, being together and staying together, it's a choice you make and it's so worth it. And then I love the way this wraps up because vows can be really hard to keep, but we made them before our friends and family and before God. And you know that he's helping you hang in there during the for worse. And it says a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. That's Doug and me and God because he is on our side wanting us to hold together in the for better, for worse. Hey, can we give it up for that incredible wisdom? Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, Shar and Jason, I'd love to ask you the next question. And I, I thought of you um, when we were coming up with these because you're kind of in that stage 10 years in where you guys are, know each other better than anybody else. And then you got the kids and they're young and you guys just transitioned from L.A. just a little while ago. And... Uh, it's one of those difficult ones with the ebbs and flows that can happen when we're in marriage, especially financially. I want you to talk about how, how has that vow for richer or for poorer been working its way out in your marriage? Well, it's worked its way on both ends, yeah. right? right. <laughs> we have been rich. No. I think... <laughs> just kidding. When I was rich. I'm joking. It's rel it is. It's relative. Yeah. And I like to think this, and this is one of the things that I've always held... Rich, richness is in the, it's actually in the being. Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with finances. Right. Okay, so it's who true. you are. It's how do you feel. Rich can be in your taste buds. Yeah. It can be in your heart. Yeah. It can be in your family. So rich, so rich yeah. I am so rich. I'm yeah. like Bill Gates rich in that, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or I'm like Evan Warren Buffett rich. Yeah, I'm like that kind of rich and I can attribute that a lot to my husband in our marriage because he makes me feel like that. My wow. children makes wow. me feel like yeah. that. This man, no joke, you guys. I know this is going to get really like mushy. No, but he asked me to marry him every day. Aww. Every single day. Now a day goes by. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're telling he, me that he Jason me. proposes to he you proposes every to single every day single of your day. life. Every single day. He doesn't miss it. It's like, Take some notes. It's like, and I'm like, do I have, and my answer is always, do I have a, do I have a choice? Because here we are. <laughs> wow. but, I do, but I do, and I, I choose to be with him. I think we both came from homes that were broken, mm -hmm. and we uh, have seen that. So we grew up with stepmoms and, what, and stepdads and whatnot, and 
we we just we dig each other. We're like we're cool. Like we're we're good. We're good friends. We have experienced things in our 12-year run that you know could maybe have broken a lot of marriages. But what we do know is that we're in it. Like a part of our vows when we got married in Vegas. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a long story. Okay, I'll get into it. Ask, ask I, me Pastor after, Elvis, ask call me you Char. Yeah. <laughs> ask me after church. I'll be over there in the, right there in the greeting. But no, um, so we got married and, and, we, and, and we wrote our own vows. And I said that, you know, I wanted his grandparents had been married for 80 years. Mm. So, hey. <laughs> um, and I was like, I want to be married to, to you for 80 years. And then I started to cry because I realized my life was over and he was the last one. But that's a whole other story. So, um, Rich, I feel, <laughs> I'm so random. But Rich, I feel rich and it's because of the way, the love that he gives to me. Well, thanks, babe. I think richer and poorer on a financial situation, which, you know, being the man, <clears throat> it's kind of fallen on me to take care of a family of five. And, uh, you know, Los Angeles, I think, I think I probably had seven different jobs and different fields in the past 12 years. So when we met, you know, life was different. You know, it was, I was living in a really nice house, had a great gig, traveling a lot, and then, you know, took a turn, did something else, you know, financially was okay, and then that job fell through, and then, you know, we got two kids living in LA and trying to, you know, piece jobs together, not having that, that solid base. So for me, it was stressful. Um, and even like before, I, I grew up in church and I kind of, you know, wandered away from, from, from God and, and whatnot. And when I met her, married Char, she brought me back. And kind of that faith of her just like, you know, praying and believing and, and something that was missing and I just kind of was on my own roaming and, and it was easy, but all of a sudden I have this responsibility, family and children. And, you know, thank, thank Char that she kind of reinstated in me to, to trust and to believe and to have that faith that it's going to get better, it's going to get better. You know, and, and it's gotten better, it's gotten worse. You know, I've, I've had, you know, ups and downs. I came, a great job brought me to Vancouver. My boss retired that job went away and it just you know and for me as, as by myself it was so much easier to not have to you know to just kind of it's going to happen whereas now with with the responsibilities of family you can't kind of be patient or you can't just like oh it's good so so the stress for me is always you know like oh my, you know I gotta provide so thanks to Char you know that faith and just kind of calming me down, you know, because I do get stressed over money, and I do, you know, being someone that, this is what we have for the month, and we, we kind of fluctuating. Vancouver, I thought LA was bad. Yeah. Like, Vancouver is not, you know, if you're going to have one kid start in the, if, you know, like, yeah. I have one kid, and figure it out from there, but we got three. I have four. Yeah, you got With four. You. Yeah. Help. Justin, yeah. <laughs> so really, if anything, I'm just like, well, if he can do it, I got nothing to worry about. So I think as far as the, the, the richer or poorer for me, it's, it's kind of like thank God that Shar has reinstilled that faith and, and yeah. to believe in God and to believe yeah. that he's, and, it, and, it, and it's crazy, you know, like I'll be down and then all of a sudden just something just miraculously happens. Yeah. 
and it changes everything and it changes the home life because you know for me being concerned and, and worrying and not loving or not having that faith it's tough it's it's you know so you know praise the lord that, that, that. he's looking out for us and and uh you know i, I can't thank you <laughs> hey come on give it up for shar and jason that's amazing and i'll I love your story so much, guys, and, and I'm with you on that, Jason, just trying to figure out how to have a family, do life and ministry here because we feel called here. And there's something about, Justin told me not to talk, but I just thought of this. Um, <laughs> he ain't here. No, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, <laughs> Joel just listens to me, it's on the podcast. Shoot. But, but just how, how you guys met, it's, it's just so pure. You know, you met on MySpace. You got married in Vegas, but your love is stronger now than ever. Why? What's pure about Vegas? There you go. Praise God. Um, You you made a commitment before God, and and you stayed true to that commitment. And there's something that's so inspiring about that, and that's what, Jason, I love what you said there, because what you're saying is that, hey, some days it doesn't make sense, but I know that there's more than just us in this, and I have someone to count on, and he's going to get us through because we made a promise to him, even in my ignorance, when I didn't even know who I was yet, we made these promises, and God's going to be faithful because he knew something that we didn't know. So that's what encourages me about that. So can you give it up one more time for these people? It's so amazing. <laughs> Praise God. Dustin and Tessa. Come on, you guys are so amazing. You guys still so in love. 14 months. I want to I talk about this one with you guys. In sickness and in health. How has that worked out in your marriage in the 14 months that you guys have had together? First off, newlywed couples always get, well, you talk to a couple and they're like, why did you say you're married with a smile on your face? You must be a newlywed. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we kind of are. Like, you're just in your honeymoon phase. It's like, okay. Which is really annoying because they're assuming they know everything about your relationship, right? Where for us, um, as soon as we got back from our actual honeymoon, I got super bad allergies and they lasted for like eight months. So you know when you're having like a cold, the day before when you're able to get like all of your affairs in order, where you like, your nose is leaking, you feel just run down and you're like, I can't do the rest of the day. That's how I felt for eight months straight. So the honeymoon phase was over pretty quick. And we actually had to start dealing with in sickness as opposed to just in health. So you can kind of get accustomed to just a way of like life, how things are, right? And it's easy to get good at loving or caring or doing those things in those times. Not saying that I was loving and caring the whole time because I felt like crap most of the time. Um, But from my perspective anyways, um, over a period of time, I was able to be loving and be kind and keep that vow uh, while feeling lousy. But then when I started feeling good again, when I started getting the symptoms dealt with, then it was, it was different, kind of like what Doug was mentioning, when things are good and you don't necessarily feel like you need the support of your spouse or anything like that. Because 
for the first time in eight months, I was feeling really good. But then we had to start planning, okay, how are we going to make our relationship stronger in health? So we started to hike and spend more time together. And instead of like a date night looking like me being in bed with like allergies and stuff, and we just kind of like watch a show and talk <laughs> a little bit, it was, okay, where are we going to go out tonight? Where are we going to spend the day? Where are we going to do that? And have that quality time together. So in sickness, we kind of made the quality time in kind of shambles almost. And then in health, we've had to, well, we've had the privilege of, making that quality time, uh, doing actually fun stuff. That's awesome. so, yeah. I have a follow-up question, okay? Um, I've, I've had the privilege of doing life with you guys for a while. Dustin Moore, Tessa was the girlfriend in the Toronto area that he was just heartbroken every day that he couldn't see you, and uh, which was amazing. And then you guys got together and you were better than he described. So come on, does anybody love Tessa? She's just the most amazing person. I mean, amazing. But how did you guys stay faithful? This is a tough thing when we first get into a relationship. Um, sometimes we get into a relationship with each other and it damages our relationship to the church. And maybe just really quickly speak on that because you guys have remained so faithful through that time. I remember Dustin coming for setup with the allergies and you looked he literally looked like death warmed over. Like, it was bad. Yeah, I was like, are you going to die, man? Be, he's like, it's just allergies. I'm like, that's not just allergies, man. That's, that's the devil right there. <laughs> so, but how did you keep that relationship healthy with the church as you guys were newly in this relationship together? It was, it was definitely hard um, because... Dustin was tired quite often. And so um, coming from a place where we were serving so much and giving everything, and that was such a huge part of our lives, um, for then it to kind of shift and life got full. And on top of that, Dustin's energy level was just super low um, to try and figure that out together, how we were going to um, yeah, do church and still do ministry um, together and encourage each other in that. That was... Um, difficult and definitely we haven't done it super great there's been Sundays that have been hard sorry you wanted to take the mic from me um okay I'll let okay you can say your point okay Tessa grew up in church I didn't grow up in church so Tessa's like a diehard where it's like I'm honestly I worked a graveyard and then it's like six in the morning and I get in and I feel like crap and I worked a graveyard and then Tessa's like, okay, it's time to get up for church. I'm like, not today. <laughs> I wouldn't even say it like that. It would be more like, uh. And she'd like wake me up and get me ready and stuff like that. So I think <laughs> pretty much like one sock at a time. Um, so the consistency that she had and like the, what would you call it? The conviction that she had. I think that's one thing that helped because I didn't grow up in that. I didn't, well, if you're tired, why not sleep in sort of thing. But now I've, I've grown to see the value of making church a priority even when you're not necessarily feeling good because you don't have to show up to church with anything special because you're essentially just receive at church, right? And then when you are in a place, then you can contribute and give. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, let's give it up for them. That was really good.
Love you guys. Okay, we have seven minutes left, and I have two more questions. Um, Shar and Jason, I want to shoot to you one more time. Um, I'm so inspired. I actually had heard that Jason proposed every day, and I just thought, man, that is the coolest thing. Like, if, if we had more marriages that had that type of a love, I think that um, we, we'd be in a really great place. It's Some, just, it sometime. really convicted me. I just Let me tell the thing, and then I'll let you go, because I, I want you to talk about this, Shar. To love and to cherish was a vow. To love and to cherish. How's that been working out 12 years in? Well, he's, he's better at the loving part. I'm like really like, I'm tough. And I think that it comes be, well, okay. Well, I'm gonna try to make this short. I'm tough in the sense that I didn't have a good model of love. Yes. I saw yes. my mother being put down by my stepfather a lot. Um, I came from a house, I got love separately by my mom, mom, and then my, by my real dad, but they were separate at, when I was five. So we spent time in LA and then spent time in Ventura. So we were back and forth. So I didn't really, so I pushed love away a lot, I think. Um, and when I got married, I tried so hard to like not make it work. I like tossed my ring out of traffic in Hollywood and he stopped the car and got out and there's traffic and cars. And I'm like, I'm done, honey. And it was just because <laughs> Tom Cruise brings it to you. Hey, I found this. And like, he's like Canadian. So he's super nice. And I, he didn't do anything wrong. I was just really hood in LA. And so I, I just had, I, there, there was an anger. There was not an anger, but there was a love, res, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, uh way to just push it away and yeah. that it was in the subconscious yeah. even though I had faith in God and I had all these things that I knew I was worth it so I still at yeah. times pushed that to the back yeah. and made myself think I wasn't worth the love that he was giving so I um I feel so grateful that he mm -hmm. is just that type and I think wow. that he's the type of guy that uh, he sees something doesn't work he wants to be the opposite like, yeah. he loves his kids so much. They will wake up out of the middle of their sleep if he comes home at 2 o'clock. Dad's home. And they'll, like, sleepwalk to the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. And so he is just love, 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 love. And I'm more like, okay, well, okay, this feel right? Okay, all right, now I'm happy. This is great. So I've had to learn. But over time, I've had to learn. And thank God he stuck that out. And we have, a, we have an ebb and flow that we go. But to love and to cherish means that you have to love and cherish yourself first. Yeah, and you have to remind yourself, if that means written notes, if that means an alarm that goes off on your phone that says you're worth it, yeah. you're love, and you're going to show love to people yeah. around you, and you're, and also have a heart of gratitude. So I'm really grateful. I say thank you a lot. I hug so a lot. Good. I'm that type of person yeah. because I do feel grateful. Yeah. But when it comes to me, I'm actually better at encouraging others than I am mm -hmm. at encouraging myself. Wow. And so I need to remind myself, hey, I'm going to make that the reminder of my phone. But I need to remind myself, and you all need to remind yourself that in a marriage, in a when you're alone, when you're in a marriage, when you're in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, remind yourself that you are at all times worth it and worthy of love, or else you wouldn't be there. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Am I supposed to talk here? <laughs> I just think that was awesome. Can we give it up for I know, That was so good. Awesome. That was... But I love and that, I, though. I will say, like, it has been... There's an ebb and flow to our relationship. And, and early on, I think a lot of people probably would have, okay, I don't know if this is going to work. And, and, you know, just because she's so tough and so strong, and I think my faith and my love and that commitment that I made to God, 
you know, that I've stuck it through. You know, there's been times, you know, where I was working and I was away for like a month, you know, and that's, especially with the kids, it's super, super hard. So, and it's kind of like <clears throat> keeping that faith, keeping that love. I know, you know, deep down who she is and sometimes the, the outside forces work against us and, you know, dumb things happen or we say stupid things and you regret it, but deep down in my heart, I know that how much love I have for her and that, you know, has gotten me through some, some, some times that, that I'm sure would have broken anyone else that didn't have the faith and didn't have that commitment to marriage and to God and, and to all that. And I think really underlying our relationship is that love for each other and the love we share. And, and without that, you know, and there are so many broken marriages, and I think that, that it's because, you know, the love gets lost. And, and life, instead of love, it's life. And life can be hard for anyone, whether you have faith or not. So I think that love is kept us together and, and will continue to keep us together and it's our job to work on ourselves and, and that outside of that relationship that we have with God and, and marriage, you know, there's still time, you know, I'm sure 40 years things happen and, and you know, you, you have these arguments but in the bigger scheme of things you, you should look back to why you're together and why you love each other. So. It's amazing and Jason, you know, it's just so inspiring to me. That, that you would do that every day. And I think it's just indicative of the vow you made. Hey, even when I don't feel like it, I'm choosing, will yeah. you marry me again today? Because I made a vow before God. Yeah. And even when this, I'm going to love you. And I think, man, that is so powerful. So can you just give it up for these guys one last time? That was amazing. So inspiring. M my wife's probably texting me right now like, uh, I would love that if you did that for me. I'd feel very loved. <laughs> I developed an app. Um, oh, she tested you. So good. We have one last question for today, and then we're going to close. We're going to pray for some people. Um, but Doug and Marilyn, I, I would love to ask you the most daunting uh, vow. I would love to ask you how that's been playing out. Um, and I, I would love it if you could just encourage us to go the distance, because the vow is till death do us part. What has that meant to you in your marriage? Well, when you're saying your vows, that's a, I, I don't know about you, but it's not a topic that I really love to talk about. don't like to talk about death, really. But it's a part of the vow that we made. I feel really blessed even hearing other people's stories because I grew up in a very secure home. I saw my mom and dad love each other. I saw them till they were old and gray and crippled and almost couldn't remember any of the rest of us totally, but they knew each other. And they'd sit and hold hands and say sweet nothings to each other. So I'm thankful for that heritage that I've seen that it works. And you know, even with Jason proposing every day, um, it comes to mind we're always at choice to say yes. We're always at choice to say yes to God, and we're always at choice to say, yes, I will love you. And each day just goes on the back of the day before, and the days and the years clock up to decades, and it's great, and I think we're doing this. You know, you make a vow that you didn't, you know, that got tagged on to the end um, just before everybody threw confetti, and it was, but it's so so meaningful and I'm thankful for the heritage and the security that I felt in that 
And, and we saw in, our extent, in my family, not all of the kids looked at mom and dad and thought, I'm going to be like that. There's broken marriages among my, my siblings, a lot of stories. But I just determined that for us, we determined for us and for our kids, it was important to, to um, live out that example that we saw modeled in our parents and Doug's parents as well. We're so blessed. We came from really stable homes, and so we've got that ma model, and we know it it can work, and it works with God because, because he is that third strand that yeah. keeps us together. So, And, you know, as you get older and, you know, we're getting closer, you know, like the gray hair is coming and, and <laughs> we're, we are growing old together, which is an awesome thing. Um, but it becomes, you know, death can come at any time, but it, you know, it feels more inevitable, you know, and... Um, but yeah, I'm just thankful that we're we're in this together and we're we're doing this in it to win it, you know. So amazing, you know. It's crazy because I see you guys and like my spirit just goes, yes, you two are meant to be together. It's obvious. I mean, you know, and it's like it would be so weird if you weren't. And I think that for everybody up here, but especially you two, and it's so encouraging to me to know that the reason that is is not because magic happened wasn't because it was easy and it, you just fell into place, but because you made that daily choice yeah. to say, God, I trust you that this was right, even when it feels weird for me. And, and I think that that's so powerful about what you just said. Doug, uh, maybe you can add something, and then I'd love you to pray at the end, but why don't, why don't you just add Certainly. something real fast? Yeah, I just, as Marilyn was just saying, that we have this heritage and both of us have grandparents that were serving the Lord, and we pass on this heritage, which is really cool. And I just don't want that to be a discouragement to anybody who's thinking, yeah, but I had a marriage, and it didn't work, and it's never going to be the same. Because I'll tell you this. My grandpa did not serve the Lord when he was young. He was a bit of a rebel, but he started a legacy, yeah. and I'm yeah. part of that. So whatever you do today, you are starting something with God and you are setting the record straight that I will serve the Lord yeah. and I will serve the Lord and I will, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Yeah. And so that's what I would encourage you with today that no matter where you are, you make the choice to start today yeah. and just think what you're doing for your great grandkids. Yeah. My dad often said... <clears throat> I started a place in, in Christianity where isn't, he was a very humble guy and not an audible, or he didn't speak out much, but he said to his grandsons, I, I put you on my shoulders and lift you up. Yeah. Go for it. You know, and I, and I feel the same. So you have that potential yeah. in your choice today. Would you bow with me? Lord, Father, or Father God, we just thank you for this time together. And Lord, we celebrate you and we celebrate the love that you give us and that you make available for us by dying on the cross and saving us from our sins. We thank you for that. And we thank you that as each of these couples have shared and we've given a little piece of what that means to us in being committed and, and loving each other and loving you, that I just pray that that will be powerful and impacting. And I pray that everyone in this room will just take a fresh look at what it means to make a vow to you, God. And in marriage and in, in our personal commitment to follow you and in, in disciplines of life where we know we, we have choices, we pray that we would choose you, God. Choose life. Choose life. And I just pray for all of us that 
our household, we will serve you, God. And we thank you for this time of celebration together. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.